This week's show is brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts, helping podcasters get their shows off the ground and running at a low, low cost. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com today to get started. Hit up the contact us section, fill out your information, and your show could be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all your favorite podcast platforms in no time. It's professional-sounding podcast production done the right way at a low rate without you ever having to think about any of the production stuff you don't have to learn how to edit you don't have to learn how to get your show wherever you need it to get to all you have to do is sign up with pretty easy podcasts worry about the content worry about being creative and doing your show your way go to prettyeasypodcast.com. This is the future. This is not the past. The new XFL will kick off in 2020. What the XFL is cooking. It's still football, but it's professional football reimagined. This is our moment, our story to tell. This is history begun. This is the XFL. Welcome, football fans. This is the week of June 30th, 2019. I wish it was 2020. This is the road to 2020, and this is the XFL Show. I'm Alan. I'm Jake. And I'm Bryant. Tampa Show cases are this weekend. All the presidents have been hired. And it was an interesting week for hot XFL gossip. This is episode 75 Long live the Seattle Sasquatches. Let me just say that at the top of the show, guys. Because oh well, none of that is confirmed. That, so that is also not the name of this week's episode. You know, I'm at naming this week's I'm, episode. No, I am vetoing that right now. What about what about all the presidents then? Because we got all the presidents, Brian. Eight of them. <laughs> they are done. Officially official. All eight presidents. Uh, none cooler than. Than ours, of course, <laughs> Heather Brooks carries. But still, uh, yes, all eights are, uh, eight are announced, and these teams can start rolling, working together, and and trying to get this league off the ground. Yeah, XFL uh, Dallas got theirs. Uh, we got one in St. Louis, hometown people too. People have worked in those cities, much like Heather Brooks carries, friend of the show, and uh, that's a good thing. Whenever the XFL is hiring people who know the markets, who are going to be able to work within them in those prominent president roles, where Community outreach, marketing is going to be crucial. And, of course, ticket sales, which are going to be announced pretty soon by the league in terms of uh, being able to buy season tickets. That's exciting for a lot of fans. But, of course, Jake, a lot of people won't buy the season ticket till they know the team name. And today we're going to talk about the Seattle team name, a potential team name. But, uh, again, another week goes by. How antsy are you getting as a fan knowing we don't have team names yet? Because... Again, on social media, it's kind of all you see. I've had ants in my pants for probably going on six months right now. Well, and, you, and, it's, and it's really bothering me. At least you don't have bananas in your pajamas. I'll say that. <laughs> uh, last last week was a, was a fun show. Bryant, <laughs> Bryant goes to L.A. to the show. What's so funny? <laughs> Nobody had bananas in their pajamas. It was bananas wearing pajamas. That's the only ever... <laughs> That was you are. That was the TV show. Maybe, maybe on your coast, that's what they say. <laughs> but uh, 
That's bananas in their pajamas. I'm glad they don't, because if they did, it'd be a very rough situation, just like the start of this show. Jeez, oh, man. Let's look back to last week, though. Episode 74 was a lot of fun. Bryant became best friends with the head coach of XFLA, and you coined a phrase, Bryant. Just Winston, baby. That's all you need to know. That is the the key to the XFLA's success, I think, right there. I don't know how you're not going to be an XFLA fan now, Jake. We've got the coolest coach. We've got now a cool catchphrase that Bryant's going to put on a t-shirt. Just Winston, baby. You like it? I, I like it, yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know if he's going to be the coolest. I mean, he's not wearing a, what? a, a buttoned-up Hawaiian shirts and lays at press conferences. Oh, so you're th- you're leaning towards Houston now all of a sudden and June Jones. You know, Perhaps I am. You know, our coach can punch your coach in the chest really hard. Yeah, attest to that right here. <laughs> it's Listen, all the- he, can, he can get up off that lawn chair and set that margarita down pretty quickly if he has to. It's on, <laughs> it's on the video as well. If you watch X, our, uh, This Is The XFL Show YouTube page, which we're uh, highly encouraging you to subscribe to. Our YouTube channel's got all sorts of extra content you won't get on the podcast feed and uh, isolates a lot of the interviews. Go there and watch the Winston Moss scrum from last week. And him and Brian are such good friends that they, they roughhouse, and he gives he gives Brian a little sh- a little hit to the to the gut there. Brian, I hope you're okay. He got you good, but you deserved it. <laughs> I don't know if I deserved it or not, but he, it's just playful little you know banter. It's all good between me and, and Coach Moss. Uh, Jake, Jake, we have the best coach. I mean, it's just it's just hands down. I'm not going to turn this into the XFL LA show like Norm Chow wants <laughs> us to do for sure. Which, by the way, we're friends as well. I don't know if you know this or not. Um, that but, interview yeah, last week. That interview on YouTube as well. Last week, yes, lots of stuff on YouTube. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Don't forget to stay up to date. We put a lot of extra content for free on there. Uh, so check that out. But last week's show did turn into a an L.A. circus somewhat, uh, Alan. But it was still a lot of coverage, a lot of great insight. Uh, never did I think it was going to lead into the week that we have coming up now uh, that we're going to discuss about uh, so many rumors. Hot I guess L.A. just steers the gossip. pot, baby. Is this what it, really, is what it is? Hot, hot XFL gossip we'll get into in a little bit. But, yeah, last week, you're right, it was the L.A. circus. The roster is the full roster list. Came out a little bit late. Uh, really, thank you so much to the league for getting that out to us though when we uh, they, when they got it they gave it to us and uh, we got to see all the players the list of players that partook in the XFL summer showcase in Los Angeles and really cool to see a lot of USC and UCLA guys and now today we're going to talk about going to Tampa where the league is going to have their biggest summer showcase so far and not counting Tampa Bay guys we're keeping track we've got it up on the Patreon the official list uh, we are tabulating Every conference represented at these summer showcases in the NCAA, as well as as well as FBS, FCS, and elsewhere. Brian's doing a great job with it, so go check that out. We're putting it at XFL Show on all social media, linking back to the Patreon, of course. And not counting the Tampa Bay Showcase yet, Jake, the Pac-12 is actually in the lead with the most representation at the summer showcases so far. Yeah, they are in the league right now. Um, Bryant, I'm sure, is happy about that. I'm not sure if the Tampa Bay Showcase is going to do anything drastic enough to uh, to overthrow that number one spot, but you know we'll have to see about that. Oh, I definitely well, think it a will. Huge cook- yeah, I definitely think some ACC guys, SEC guys there, uh, and don't forget we still have. 
uh, St. Louis after that too. So th- those are all going to get thrown. I-, I don't, I don't expect the Pac-12 to stay in the lead for too long. Also, Alan, I mean, we're going to talk about it, but this is the biggest uh, summer showcase coming up, uh, or I guess that's just happened. If you're listening to this now in Tampa Bay. <laughs> Yeah, if you're if you're listening, obviously we record the show Friday, so uh, Friday night, the day before the showcase, and if anything major happens, we will uh, we will insert uh, some extra content into the show into the main feed. But of course, always first and foremost to the Patreon for our gentle patrons, go check it out and subscribe and give to any tier of your choosing because that's where we are quickest on the draw. But the Tampa Bay showcase, uh, 150 ish players cool. going to be there so big lots of sec talent lots of acc talent lots of names we already released that we recognize i will tell you bryant some fighting words from someone who's conspicuously absent this week uh vince did say that uh, our league is in trouble if the pac-12 has the most representation i don't know if that's oh, a jab geez. at you or what but I, I i disagree with that there's plenty of great players out in California. I don't understand. They just, you know, the, the, I think there's a California limit in the NFL. Is really what I think it is. I think it's just it's it's conference supremacy. The battle rages on. If you're a college football fan, it goes from from rooting for your team there all the way into the pros. I love it, and I love this table that you've put together, Brian. So cool. Uh, go check it out on our Patreon page and all of our social media at XFL Show. Yes, for free. You could see uh, Power Five, Group of Five representation at all these showcases. It's really cool, and we're going to get into the Tampa Bay Showcase here in just a little bit. But another thing from from the previous week, I mean, Jake, it's like you took a match, you you went to you went to the internet, and you just lit it on fire. And I don't know if you know what you did. I I honestly don't even. I know think, he doesn't know. He I don't he even did. think you understand <laughs> what you did to to the internet this week, Jake, with your article you wrote on our Patreon about XFL expansion and what the league should do when it comes to that topic. You came out against it immediately, and I mean, just so much reaction on social media for for us and, and the league and people talking about it. You really lit a flame there, uh, Jake. You're crazy. Well, I mean, you guys know me. Um, I like to play it safe. I don't like to stir the pot usually. But, yeah, I mean, look at, looking at some of the results, um, I mean, nothing too negative, I, I don't think. It seems fairly cordial from what I've been looking at. But, you know, if uh, if you're not privy to this, I wrote a short article about expansion and should the XFL do it and should they not. In short, my answer was no. At least, you know, at the well, even at the current stage, the league hasn't started yet. But I, I would say no. You got to take it slow. But I did explain a little more in depth about that, and that is up on the Patreon for anyone to read. Correct? Yes, it is. Yes, it's it is free for free. Free article, and so many people read it and reacted to it. I mean, just lots of activity regarding that article this week, Bryant and. When I looked at it and assessed it, I tried to gauge how people were leaning. I I almost feel like it was 50-50 in terms of who di- agreed or disagreed with Jake's stance there. How about you? Well, it, yeah, I would say it's 50-50. A lot of people's reactions were like, no, but if you do, this is what you should do as well. Um, I think the, the general census is let's get through the first season. Let's try to make it through 2021 before we start thinking about uh, more teams uh, and things like that. Yeah, it's root. It's well. I, I will say that the the mind flayer from Stranger Things is attacking 
uh, Western Pennsylvania tonight, so you might be hearing some oh, thunder and lightning. That was scary <laughs> in, in the background of this week's episode. Just a heads uh, just, up. Just to put it out there, guys, it's like 85 degrees out here, nice and sunny day. Uh, I'm thinking when you can pull after it. this, by the way. <laughs> um, uh, no, so in all honesty, uh, it was a lot of uh, of reactions to what people thought, I, and I did like some people's ideas. Alan. Yeah, a lot of people saying you should attack the AAF markets. Yeah. Let's read um, it if let's, you decide to do let's this. Let's read it. Yeah, some people even I even saw someone tweet out a a map. What if the XFL absorbed the AAF and what the the, the map would look like with the sixteen cities? So mm-hmm. really interesting. But uh, here's some here's some reaction we got to Jake's article, and Jake's probably hearing this for the first time because. I don't think he goes to Twitter, I think, once a week. Uh, McMillan Brendan on Twitter uh, says, if they were to, then should be slowly maxing out at 16. Jerome from Beham said, Beham would be a great place for a team. And that sparked a whole other conversation where I saw someone say the New Orleans Saints are going to leave New Orleans for Birmingham. I don't know about that, but this is that, that sparked a side conversation even. At Tampa XFL said, I think you sh- you have to play it slow. Make sure you have a good product before trying to grow too fast. Similar to what you said, Jake. If the product is good, the growth will be easy. I think perfect scenario would be to end up with 16 teams by the 2026 season. They even put a hard date on there. The hardest part will be picking expansion cities. Uh, I would hope they'd expand before 2026, guys. Well, I mean, when you say that, do you mean expand by two teams or expand by eight teams? As that gentleman was saying, that that means you—that's a lot. Eight teams. I, I don't by think there is six. Mm, how long did it take the NHL to get to go away from the original six? Took a while. Like, I think it took a while, and then they just did like four, six. They did six. Right? They, did, they did six. They more. doubled. Second six. Uh, at Big Play, Trey said, take it one season at a time. Don't expand too fast, too soon. Build it slow and solid. Slow and steady se- uh, wins the race seems to be the uh, general consensus. I would say it's it's kind of a, a, a touch-and-go situation. If the league sets it on fire this year, then expand next year if you can. If there are cities clamoring for your product, you give it to them. I don't think this is a this is a thing you decide right now. You you decide it as you go along, Brian. Well, it's also yeah for sure, and I also think this is something that's definitely going to affect the quality of the play. You're going to stretch yourself a little thinner if you keep putting more teams on, um, in your league. So that's another thing you have to take into account. If there's an excess amount of great players that you cannot fulfill uh, with your uh, your rosters, you know, your available space, then yeah, you would also think about expansion in that sense. You have to look at it a lot of different factors. I would say personally point. that expansion is probably not on Oliver Luck's checklist as we talked about last week. Yeah, I don't think it is at all. And now, now listen, if you want to put two more teams just to make this thing even in February 2021, you have to be getting, I would think you've got to be getting stuff in place right now. And, and that seems far too premature. I mean, you, I, I don't think you can get everything oh. done. Okay. In, in 12 months. I'm, 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 don't make me throw the whistle sound effect in here, but I don't want us to go off the rails. This feels like an entire extra episode kind of topic to me, Brian. I don't know about you. This feels like something we could totally dive into for a good half hour to an hour, maybe even more on on, on our YouTube page or on Patreon. So let's, let's, hit, the pause. let's that. hit the pause for the cause <laughs> then so we can get through the rest of the show. 
<laughs> I agree. We might have to reach out to our listeners to remember to hit that uh, XFL fan line as well if you have any uh, comments or concerns about expansion uh, as it pertains to the XFL. Yes. 724-565-4XFL. Good, good man. 724-565-4XFL. Remember that number. Save it in your phone and call the XFL fan line anytime. Literally anytime. You wake up at 3 in the morning to get a, a really late snack. While you're down making a sandwich, call the XFL fan line and let us know what you think about your ideas for expansion or against it or whatever. Any thought regarding the XFL, that's what it's there for. Our, our voicemails open and we'll play your, your thoughts on the show if you want. So uh, anytime you want at 724-565-4XFL. And the Patreon is where you go to have... I would say a first-class seat on the road to 2020, Brian. It's the best way to ride there. And I'll tell you what, from personal experience, just coming back from my honeymoon, first-class is the way to go. Yes, Alan, the Patreon is where you want it. You get full access to all articles before we send them out to the general public. Uh, You also get a lot of bonus episodes that we're just kind of talking, Alan, and I like to talk football. Who doesn't, right? Who so doesn't? You're going to get those as well. Uh, Jake, uh, Jake and I and Vince and, and Alan have bonus episodes every single month covering a specific topic. Uh, this month we are covering, uh, Alan, I think we're covering if the XFL should have a single location for their championship game. Is that correct? Yes. The June bonus episode will talk about the conference alignment, the championship game. And the thing is, on our Patreon page, you're guaranteed one bonus show, one full bonus episode a month at a certain tier. We've got them from $1 all the way to 25 You give where you can, where you feel most comfortable. But like Brian said, we like talking football so much, and we're so excited for the XFL. We're doing extra shows all the time. Brian and I did a mini episode this week about the t- signing of Tier 1 players. We- we've got one coming up as well uh, regarding... Uh, possible NFL quarterbacks on rosters right now we think could be in the XFL. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna only get bigger and better on, on the Patreon. So the time is now. Get in where you fit in with us on the road to 2020. Luxury riding down that road to 2020. At this is the XFL Show's Patreon page. That's Patreon.com/slash. This is the XFL Show. And since we're not stalling anymore, uh, I mean, we could go on and on about this, Jake. I'd like us to get some order. How's that for a change? I'm I'm getting you in order, Jake, because this we've got we've got to talk about some some big big things going on with the league when, when it comes to the signing of players and also ooh the ever popular. Team names issue. That's right. It's this week's cover two. Going for two. Go for two and the lead. All right. First up in this week's cover two, Brian and I did a special mini episode on our Patreon page. If our, if you general patrons caught it, it was a doozy because we basically both vehemently disagreed with each other about how the XFL should go about signing their tier one quarterbacks. Bryant believes on one hand that the league should be incorporating these players into a draft and the tier one players should just be drafted. I, on the other hand, subscribe to a rumor that came out this week from the Seattle Times that these players should be given preferential treatment when signing with the league and they should maybe even be allocated to teams. 
the argument stems from a Seattle Times article uh, where Oliver Luck was quoted as saying that Tier 1 quarterbacks uh, will sign with the league and the league is considering allocating them instead of making them a part of the draft. So they'd be separate from the draft we we anticipate coming in October. Oliver Luck said that they're looking at the backup quarterback battles in the NFL and uh, players like those on the back end of NFL rosters that play quarterback are the targets. This could also mean something totally different too because this is all rumors. This is all hot gossip. So this could also mean that the league is maybe going to sign all eight guys and then disperse them according to some other criteria we don't know about or some other process besides a draft or free agency. Brian and I argued about this for, I don't know, Brian, what was it, a good 30 to 45 minutes that episode? It was supposed to be yeah. much shorter, and it went on and on and on. So you and I already got our, our spiel out about it. I've been waiting all week. Jake, what say you about this issue? Well, first I want to clarify something. We're just assuming that the Tier 1s are all going to be quarterbacks. That's what I said as well. That's another thing Bryant brought up, and my answer to that was, in a word, duh, because they have to be. I mean, my word would be probably uh, uh, for that. Uh, okay, so so we're saying... For the sake of argument, let's say it is all quarterbacks, Jake. Let's just okay, say. okay, all right. Well, let's say it's all quarterbacks. So you're saying the league perhaps would want to sign these guys and then tell them where they want to play for the league's benefit of competitive teams or or the league could be signing these guys in a negotiation process where they say i will come into the league if i could play for xfl dallas for instance or i want to be the quarterback in la the the players have a choice don't you think and now now we get now i'm going to kind of i'm going into i feel like i'm a lawyer here i'm arguing for my point now brian but jake don't you think it makes sense for the quality of the play, for the football to be as good as it possibly can be? Good, crisp football. Yeah. For the league to get quarterbacks who will blend well with the coaches, maybe have some familiarity. Uh, an example will give Landry Jones joining XFL Dallas. Don't you think if Bob Stoops wants Landry and Landry wants Bob Stoops and the league wants Landry because he's got the talent, he's an NFL quarterback right now? Don't you think... Well, not right now, but he recently was. Don't you think the league should maybe give him the opportunity to kind of choose where he plays, put the contract in order, and just let him play for a team instead of having him put into a draft where he randomly lands on a team or instead of having it having some more, some other process that's randomized instead of putting quarterbacks in the perfect place that they want to be at, where the coach wants them, where everybody blends and meshes well, at least at the start. Don't you think that makes the most sense for the quality of the product? I understand what you're saying. So, you know, you are giving some power to the quarterbacks, basically. They're saying, I want to play here or else I'm walking. I'll take my chances that somebody's going to get hurt. In, uh, in week two, and that they're going to pick me up. So, sure, that makes sense. But, Bryant, I'd like to give you a little rebuttal on this. Oh, thank you, Jake. I thought Alan was just going to take all this time and, and, and continue his spiel. I could go there. all day on this, baby. Yes, I know. And we did. Okay. And it actually kind of ended that conversation quite angrily. Uh, I don't go, I don't want to go into too much details because I do want to give our Patreons the advantage of actually listening to this on our Patreon. But I will say this. I think that you sign your eight quarterbacks – for your tier one contracts and you put them in the first round of a draft. It's very simple. You decide who you want to go where. What if, and here's the argument against the Jake as well, is that what if 
uh, you have a running type quarterback, a scrambling quarterback, and he wants to play in L.A. What if Winston Moss doesn't want that type of quarterback? And he only wants to sign if he signs in L.A. That becomes a conundrum, uh, something you don't want to have to deal with friction. You know, Winston Moss doesn't want that kind of quarterback. He wants his own type of quarterback. Uh, he's going to take his chances in a draft. I just think a draft, if you sign all yeah. eight quarterbacks, everybody can decide who's good, who's not, who's going to work for them, who's not, and then you draft them into place. Yeah, I understand what you're saying also. You're putting personal responsibility, uh, which is something we don't have that much in this world right now, on the teams, on the presidents slash general managers or whoever is picking these guys, you know, if if they want to pick quarterback X in in the first round and they're stuck with them, if they think they want to choose uh, a back as their, as their first pick, well, then that's up to them. And if that back is, you know, if, if he stinks like a pair of socks all season, then, then that's your fault. Yeah. and, and, And also I have Oliver Luck recorded on my phone, uh, saying basically, hey, uh, we all of our players are going to go through the draft process. That's what he said. So I'm assuming that means quarterbacks as well. It means tier one players. Uh, Alan, I understand what you're trying to get at. I just don't think it's fair for the competitive balance. That's all I'm saying. I, I don't think you have to worry about that, and I don't remember the T-shirt. No, but you're I not putting competitive with. balance. No, no, no. You're not putting competitive balance. I don't want to get all heated again because I got hot well, on, it, on the it, Patreon. It could, it could <laughs> be he almost punched me through the computer, Jake. He's been hanging out with Winston Moss too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I brought Alan to the hotel room. I grabbed him by the neck. <laughs> <laughs> no, so... I think what I came up with on the on the show, the mini show this week, was the quality of the play doesn't necessarily mean I don't so, you know the it, it needs to be fair in, in terms of signing the players. What you need to do is have a conversation. So what the league should do is have the, all the eight, all eight coaches come up to the to a league meeting, and everybody claims this is the guy I want as my tier one quarterback XFL. Because the league is signing these players to league contracts, right? This is who I want. Every coach should say that. Let it be known. The league, and then maybe they're already in contact with these players. I'm guaranteeing you, the vast majority, if not all of these coaches, if they want a quarterback, they're going to be in communication with that quarterback themselves as the general manager. And they'll probably maybe even already be on the same page because they're going to know there's interest from the player in playing in the XFL. And if not, if not, if they're asking for assistance from the league, then that's where it gets a little, there, there might be an issue. You got you to gotta see what the player wants. But I'm guaranteeing you a lot of these quarterbacks are already going to be on the same page wanting to play for a coach. The coach is going to want them. And if that's the case, why not just sign them up and let them play for the guy they want to play for? Okay, but what if multiple teams want the same quarterback? Then do you just defer to do you just give the power to the quarterback? That's where the voice comes in. Where where do you want to play? That's that's where the voice comes in. Is where, <laughs> where Bryant says so. There there's some sort of uh, draft process or some sort of uh, spiel or some sort of I don't know coin toss or some some sort of behind the scenes deal that is struck maybe where the tier one quarterback is going to go where they go and maybe. A team will be compensated for that. I don't know. The the three, the three coaches vying him will they will win the quarterback via a game of Jenga in the the back. I don't know. I don't know about Jenga. I don't know about the voice. I don't know about all that. All I know is that what if you want the best possible quarterbacks? If you want what? What are the three important words 
that, that all of her luck has been stressing, Bryant. Just I want to make sure that you still remember those. Good crisp football. If you want good crisp football, good crisp you need football. to sign good quarterbacks for this league. We all know it. And if you want good quarterbacks, they're probably, most of them, on NFL rosters right now. And they are third string or fourth string quarterbacks. And if you want those guys to play in this league and not just sit on the bench every Sunday or sit on a practice squad collecting a paycheck, you need to, I think, give them the incentive, location, coach, all the opportunity to play and some say in where they're going to be going. I, if you give them that, you're going to get the guys you want. And that's the most important thing. Because if you tell them we're going to sign you to a league contract and then throw you in the draft, I don't necessarily think you're going to be able to get the guys you want. Jake? It's, it's, a, long, it's a long conversation. I understand <laughs> what Alan is saying. Uh, again, what if what if three out of those eight quarterbacks want to go to Dallas? What What if nobody really wants to go to Tampa Bay? Uh, I think it's best. It, I, I will admit of, it would be I think you're asking a lot of hypotheticals that really are, are long, I think long shots that, that, that we've been talking. It's, it feels a lot like this wedding planning deal that I'm going through right now. I mean, what if it, what if a meteorite hit, hits, hits the earth on the day of the wedding? You know, if that's the case, then it's a million to one. I think most of the time, Coaches are going to have their guys they want, and they're going to be able to come to some sort of verbal agreement on the same page. I don't think it's going to be that difficult for the league to get players to come and play if they make it this this process that isn't so rigid and uh, random, like a draft for the tier one top players in the league, which are the quarterbacks. You play ball with the quarterbacks, they're going to play ball for you. Oh, Alan. What? Don't just oh, oh Alan, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to agree to disagree on this. I think Jake's on. Should, should, we, put a, Jake's on. should we put a bet on this between you two? Whenever we find out how this is gonna play out, I mean, this, uh, this would be the second bet we put on each other because I think we put one Alan this week on our. This is not the XFL show, also on our. Yeah, podcast. I got five bucks and an icy light on the uh, Giants having a better record than the Jets. But that's a whole nother show. But I mean, okay, I've I've I could spit this this on this topic all day long and and tell you why it makes sense all you're telling me is that it it's doesn't it goes against the competitive balance what does that even mean brian it, it it's 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 not allowing for the teams themselves to decide how good or bad their teams are you're allowing the players to dictate this oliver luck if you remember the aaf i'll go back to that aaf had geographic allocations, right? They were assigning players based on where they played their college football. Um, if you do that, you 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 diminish the fair play. You you really do because you're you're now you're telling people who they have to get and who they can't get and deal with what they have. In this sense, you let the teams decide their fate. Imagine in the first round of the NFL draft, people were like, "I want to play in there." Like Eli Manning, everybody chastised Eli Manning because he didn't want to play in San Diego. Imagine if that was the the rule for everyone. Oh, I don't want to play there. I want to play over here. So you draft me, or I'm just going to wait. If if you're good enough, it kind of is the rule. It is. No, it's not. It's the, he's the last player to ever do that. Yeah, but him and John Elway both did it. And you know what? If you've got the stroke, if you're a player, I say all the power to you. And sometimes giving some power to players isn't all that bad. If the I'm telling you, the quality, the, the, the 
synchronicity, the understanding between coach, player, and offense, and that translates to the quality of the entire league is going to be so much better if the process of signing tier one quarterbacks is done behind closed doors in more of a free agency type manner than if they are randomized and put into a draft where you brought it up. The the allocations was an issue for the AAF. All the good players go to Orlando. They dominate the league. But also, this is one player you're allocating. And also, it's one player you're negotiating with. And it's one player that's really important to the team. The rest of the league is going to be competitively balanced through a draft. I don't see the issue with Tier 1 players going through this process separately. It's one player, Brian. It's it's the player, Alan. It's not one player. It's your. This tier isn't the one NBA, player. though. This isn't the NBA where one player is going to mean everything for the game, but it's going to be an important player for how those offenses are run. But it's not going to mean you know translate to wins. And Alan, and what losses? if you don't get don't eight players that, that you can sign? What if you get eight players that you can't get to? To, to be quarterbacks that want to play in certain areas. Like, there's so many ifs if, other than a draft. The draft seems like the most simplest process, honestly. It is it is simple, but I'm telling you, for the quality of the play, sign those quarterbacks ahead of time and let them choose their team. Hey, let us know, football fans, what you think. Because this is, I would say, the most argued topic we've had yet on the road to 2020. And it's definitely the most important because you are talking, Brian said, the player, the top players in the league. Let us know what you think at XFL Show. And, uh, yeah, it's 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 an argument that's going to go on until these players get signed. And uh, you want to make that bet? Should we make the bet, Jake? Set up the bet. You you brought it up. I'll, I'm always down to bet. What are we putting up on the line now? Cactus oh, cooler? I, I don't uh, no. I, let, let, let's think about it. Let's think about it. A little bit. it Let's just try to cool down a little bit, and can we start talking some uh, some team names here, <laughs> at, least, at least speculation. You know what, Jake? In the interest of fairness and, and, and friendship and brotherhood, yes, let's talk team names for one time. I don't know. I don't that. know, Brian. I, I think I like I think arguing. We're all gonna agree. I like I arguing we're all gonna with agree you. On this I like arguing with you, Brian, way more than I like talking team names and and the impatient people who want team names but this week we did get some juicy juicy gossip regarding it one team name at least and um i can we have a moment of silence for the team name that never was that probably will never be the seattle sasquatches i'm just so sad we told you this like months ago i don't know why you, you set yourself up for disappointment yes. are gonna be a team i can dream can i well dream no more Sasquatches, it appears, will not be happening in Seattle. Dream over. Trademark lawyer Josh Gerben put out a really cool video. Really highly suggest at Josh Gerben. Watch his video. Um, a trademark lawyer, uh, he's in a firm that's in D.C., I, I believe, uh, tweeted on Thursday that the XFL filed trademarks uh, for five team names in Seattle. And none of them are Sasquatches, which I thought they would be. But they're all they're okay. Let's go through them. Seattle Wild, Seattle Force, the Seattle Surge, Seattle Fury, and the Seattle Dragons were all trademark applications filed by the league. Which do you like the least, the most, and why didn't they go with Sasquatches, Jake? Well, they didn't go with Sasquatches because that's a bad name. And no. Unless you're, unless you're making a, a comedy movie. 
or, or something like that. Seattle Surge. It's all about alliteration. That's, that's your number one here. Uh, you know, only one of these names ends in an S. So I don't like that, but that has been the, the recent trend lately. But yeah, the, the Surge. Surge. Far uh, and above is a soda best. pop. You want them named after a soda pop is what you're telling me. Yes. Surge. It's a fully loaded citrus soda with carbos. That's that's knockoff Mountain Dew, Jake. You want? We this? already have a, a, a wild team. Force and, and Fury is uh, it's just I not that good. And, and Dragons, I don't know. Is there a connection between Seattle and Dragons that I'm missing? Um, I don't know. I I'd have to look. I mean, back I, I don't think my... really. I don't think really any of these team names have a connection to the city other than Wild. Other than Sasquatches, you're right. Yeah, Surge is my least favorite. It is a soda. Pop. Oh my gosh, it's the best. No, it's a soda pop, and the name. You of You think whenever from... people hear the word surge, they think of uh, pop and yes. green bottles. They from think the of yes. they think Not of really '90s soda really pop. Do, yes, <laughs> or they think of their Eastern European friend named Surge. It's not a team name. Dragons is where you go with the it's Seattle so Sergios. Is that what you think it is? Al? Is that what you think? Dragons is to XFL 1.0. Here's here's why I like. Here's my here. I don't like the dragons, Alan. Sasquatches was never going to happen. So just sit down. Um, I like Wild Force and Surge, and the main reason I like those names is because it leans towards LA being the extreme once again. That's the the path that the XFL is going. So that's why I like those three. I, I think XFL. I mean, uh, LA can still be the extreme, regardless of any other. No, but but no, but if you start going after animals, then you know you can't have an extreme. If you start going through a path that that allows you to have these like fierce, you know, forceful names. Listen, like we've had for surge maniacs and and rage and extreme all together before. I, I don't think it matters. I thought Those we were all tr- the same. I thought we were trying to get away from that from from the two thousand and one XFL team names. I mean, I want the extreme, Brian. I'm with you there, but your Wild Force, Surge, Fury—all these names are just like Rage. They're just like Enforcers. I mean, these are these are similar type, very '90s type names uh, to well, me. See, One is even a '90s soda pop. If we want to <laughs> make this something a, a, a little more special, at, at least of these names, go with Dragons. Dragons are awesome. Uh, I, dragons are cool. It just it, seems it, like Seattle Dragons would be in a movie. Or something. I, I think they could all be MLS teams other than Dragons, really. I, the, I mean, actually, the MLS is steering away from that. Man, MLS is just going with... Or sometimes F- just FC. They're just going with FC now because that's, that's what it's... These are, too, like Oliver Lux says, I, gimmicks. These seem too gimmicky to me. Dragons is okay because I, I'm just, I dig dragons sure. and Sasquatches, but the other four, not a fan. So Was somebody the dragons in the uh, in the NFL Europe? I thought I remember a, a logo. Or Ooh, we had Ryan Fire, Frank's maybe sea, sea creature that may or may not have existed or something. Schnitzels. Like what were the Frank? I pictured in my, in my mind. Yeah, I got to believe there was a dragons in NFL Europe if you want to look that up real quick, Brian. Or, or at least a, a logo or, or something. I like dragons. Uh, Barcelona Dragons. You know, the rumor is that the NHL team in Seattle, Bryant, might be the Kraken, or at least that's what they wanted. Dragons would fit in line with a city that has Kraken for a for a mascot it's, for another it's team. It's not going to be the Kraken. These are... The NHL team, was they were very seriously considering Kraken, so, so was the rumor. 
I, I don't I don't believe that I ever had a chance to be in real. I would have liked it. I mean, dragons are cool. They probably couldn't. It's because they probably Jake couldn't get the rights to Seattle Ghidorahs or Rodans and just tie yeah. it in with the new Godzilla franchise. That would have been cool. But of these of these five, I go dragons. Did Brian? Did you pick a favorite of these five? I said that I like. I mean, I didn't pick a favorite. I like the grouping of the. I would say the force would probably be my favorite. Seattle Force. That I don't just, think you can get wild because there's a professional team already. Force sounds. Well, I don't too, think that's not why. Force sounds too forced. I'm with. I do love alliteration, Jake. I will say that's what I'm talking about. They're not offering it to you with these names. That's the only thing. Surge. Yeah. Can't go surge. It's a '90 soda pop. Who it's, says soda pop? It's a soda. <sighs> Can't say both. It's a soda. It's a. It depends. Well, it's, I'm covering for multiple regions in the country, Brian. Because some people say soda, some people say pop. On this very show, sir, it's a fully loaded citrus soda with carbos. And it was really bad for you. I my I know I know my parents didn't let me drink it. It, it just it probably had all sorts of bad chemicals in it. Uh, go with dragons. Uh, long live the Seattle Sasquatches is what I say, and that's the title of this week's episode, Bryant. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm throwing my veto in there. It's All right. <laughs> well, if they're going to be the Seattle Surge, I wonder what the Tampa Bay team will be. Uh, will it be pirate-themed? It would make sense. We'll find that out with all the other teams. Before that, we do know that there are going to be a ton of players in Tampa Bay for their summer showcase. Hey, Brainiacs, Long Allen Ice-T here. And this week, we're going to talk pro graps with you. We're coming off of what was a very interesting Stomping Grounds pay-per-view that made me barf at the end of the show. But hey, professional wrestling, it's ups, it's downs. We got Fighter Fest this week, Triple J. Yeah, we got Fighter Fest, and we also have the fallout from Monday Night Raw and SmackDown Live. I know everybody wants to know what happened on Monday Night Raw, just like I do, but you're going to have to wait till Sunday morning. You're going to have to wait till Brain Buster Radio Brainiacs to talk all the professional wrestling from New Japan to WWE, AEW, all the backstage rumors as well, with two prominent figures taking prominent roles with the wwe oh yeah there's a lot to talk about there always is it's professional wrestling it's brain buster radio at the brain busters tweet it read it tout it shout it be all about it on twitter instagram instagram jr facebook or just go to brainbusterradio.com What do you say we talk about all these players in Tampa Bay and talk about all these players we've seen so far? Summer showcases, we, we're down after this weekend to only one. And we're going to discuss all the players we've seen so far. It's a very important discussion about what else? The quality of the play. It's the quality of the play. It's time for this week's Hot Read. Blue 58! Blue 58! Go!
Tampa Bay. The summer showcase for XFL's Florida team will feature around 150 players. By far the largest summer showcase yet. Unfortunately, Bryant, you or I won't be able to be down there for this one. Oh, I wanted to go so bad, but it's going to be good, and we know we're going to get a lot of good news out of this and a lot of interesting things coming from players themselves because we've got some players we really recognize in this one for sure. Ryan Mallett, quarterback who played for the Texans, the Patriots, and notoriously slept in and missed, what, practice, a flight to a game? I don't remember, but he had an unfortunate, unfortunate demise in the NFL, but pretty decent quarterback. He'll be there. B.J. Daniels, a legendary Big East quarterback, USF. He'll be there in his hometown, Tampa Bay, or college hometown at least. Matt Jones, a Redskins running back, played at the University of Florida, will be there. Safety Matt Elam, a hard-hitting safety, will be there as well. Guys, seven showcases in after this weekend. We've seen names like these names and a bunch of other names. Do the names, just the names of the players at these showcases, convince you that the quality of the play in the XFL is going to be where it needs to be? Because if you're going by, you're only as strong as your weakest link. Link, will the weakest portion of the XFL rosters, which we're being told will be the players coming out of the showcases... Will they hold up these links? Alan, I mean, just based on the names that are going to show up to Tampa, as a quick side note, and the amount of players, is there no doubt why the Orlando Apollos were the best team in the AF? I mean, this is just ridiculous how many players are coming out of there. Anyway, to answer your question, uh, I would say there's more recognizable names now for the XFL, even though they're not officially signed, than there were for the AF when they started announcing rosters. I don't know if that had to do with pay or availability or anything like that, but I definitely think these names are going to help balance out the lower quality, like you were saying, um, players that are available right now at the sh- summer showcases. How about you, Jake? Now, you're not as big of a roster nerd as some of us, so I'm really interested to hear what you say. Well, there's a there's a lot of guy out there, like you said. We're having a lot in Tampa. Uh, you know, for myself, although I am, you know, I, I consider myself a diehard football guy, but I'm not really a, a roster or a personnel guy. Kind of like you two, or uh, especially Vince. I I cannot put a draft class together, or you know, give you a give you a depth chart. But from what I saw, you know, so far there are recognizable names out there but um i I still think you have the ability for good crisp football but you're just going to have to make you know a lot of this is going to be homegrown you're going to need a lot of stars coming up which is completely reasonable to uh to think names we've seen so far besides the ones we just mentioned that will be in tampa at the other showcases we've seen landry jones bishop sankey we've seen Fred Davis, Dexter McCluster was announced, Hakeem Nix, Raheem Moore, Alameda Tamu, Hauli Kikaha, all guys with NFL experience. These guys are NFL players recently out of the league, and they were at showcases, Brian, and the showcases are where Tier 3 and 4 players are playing. I think just going by the names, even if those guys don't play in this league, the fact that they're there, among other guys who are even hungrier probably, bodes well for the league and the quality of the league. 
No, definitely. I think the the XFL has done a great job to try to maximize the amount of recognizable names during these showcases. You know, credit to Eric Galco and company and, and really putting these together. I mean, I can't say that enough about the work he's putting into this. And, and the XFL, since the beginning, has, has shown that they're serious about trying to get these teams and the quality of play and everything up to a specific standard that's going to help them grow after 2020. Um, we also talked about the TV deal and how that affects a lot of these players. Think about these recognizable names that are now going to get some more recognition when they're on ESPN, ABC, Fox, every weekend. That's just... People are going to pay attention to a Fred Davis or a Hakeem Nix more so than anyone else in this league, and even more so when you're talking ESPN and, and the coverage that they're of the league. Yeah, and let's also point out, you don't need two all-pro teams to have a competitive game. You know, I, you're not going to get it all the time. You know, maybe if they two of them are, are going to come down to the wire and could possibly go overtime. So you don't need all-star rosters to have the best games, but it, it certainly helps. Yeah, and th- these are, again, tier three and four, and we've seen uh, Super Bowl champions. We've seen college studs. And, of course, the rumor about Johnny Manziel, whether your opinion on him joining the league is a good thing or not. I mean, it's still in the name. So in terms of name value at the lower tier, we've got that. In terms of capable players at the lower tiers, we've got that. I am on the side of Eric Galco, Bryant, when he said on this show, I don't think of any of these players as being low-tier players. That's probably where they get signed, you know, according to the commissioner. But, I mean, we could very well have already seen the XFL MVP workout at one of these camps. And and even if it's a quarterback that's going to be a backup in this league, which I would say almost all except maybe two to three of the quarterbacks, this is just my hunch uh, at the showcases, will probably not be starters in the league, but running backs, receivers, great defensive players, we've seen th- those have been at these showcases. Strong, strong players have been all over these showcases, one through seven, going into our last one in St. Louis. Well, and also, it's not only just about the, the quality of the players that are going to help, the, the coaches. You know, these coaches are fired up, they're ready, they're helping. We've heard some great names out there they are going to help... Uh, basically exploit these players' talents to their benefit. So it's going to be all well-rounded. I think they're taking their time to make sure they get this right, obviously. And and, and the league just continues to to put players in place for them to be successful is how I can put it, really. it's it's They're, they're not waiting until just October to find all these players. They've been doing this for a long time now. Uh, they're doing these summer showcases, one, to get exposure for the league, two, to see if they can find that diamond in the rough. And I guarantee you, within these 800 or so players that they're bringing in for this, uh, for these summer showcases, they're going to find a couple diamonds in those roughs. Oh, yeah. There are going to be diamonds all over the place. And the names we've said in this segment are, I don't even think, are those names. That's the cool nope. thing about this <laughs> is that, you know, they're going to find some great player you've never heard of. And hopefully it's one of those guys we've talked to already in our interviews that we put on the YouTube channel. That'll go a long way. But, no, there's that, that's, that's the beauty of these showcases, I think. You're getting some really recognizable guys, a, a ton of guys you, like Jake will even say, I've never heard of these guys. And the, the cool thing is those guys are actually great football players who, for one reason or another, didn't get the chance and the league's backbone will be the players at these showcases, the guys who round out the rosters and fight from the bottom. 
It's always the best story, Jake, and it's usually the hungriest player, and sometimes the talent just somehow fell under the radar. I truly believe that's going on, and that's what that's why these showcases are so fantastic. Yeah, I, I completely agree. You know, you could have a, a once-in-a-lifetime athlete making a, making a comeback or possibly a chance that he never really got, but you're just going to have to wait till the season develops until you can really see the fruits of your labor. But yeah, I don't I don't think you're gonna see bad football uh, for for ten weeks. With that said, an athlete like BJ Daniels at quarterback in this league, woo! Could be very interesting. Maybe for for a, a coach who can utilize that skill set to the fullest. Maybe a coach like June Jones or maybe he would want Orion Mallet. A thumper like Matt Jones could do a lot for Coach Pep Hamilton Brighton. How he talked about how he wants to run the ball hard there in D.C. You're talking about a running back who ran the ball hard in D.C. for Washington in the NFL. Oh, definitely. I think some of these players we might see. We haven't seen many of the coaches at any other showcases or other than their own. We might see a couple at this one just because of the quality of the players, but. Yeah, the play the, the coaches themselves are probably make up making up an entire roster based on the players that they've seen, so they're really only going to get better and better uh, come the the NFL cuts. I, I'm sure. <laughs> what I like the most is is how some of these coaches are probably looking for specific players, and then you have Winston Moss on this side looking probably at all defensive guys and just saying, <laughs> okay, let me let me see all the defensive guys on this Who side. Who could win so, in a bar fight? That's what he's looking <laughs> at. But uh, right. It, like again, some of these names I, I, I expect to see on the field uh, in February come 2020 for sure. All right. Any inside info, Bryant? Winston Moss sending uh, himself or Norm Chow to, to Tampa? Alan, out of respect, I asked you not to ask me that question on the air. Oh, sorry. I didn't know. I, didn't, I, I, I don't remember you our asking friendship. me that. I don't, you, I don't remember asking you that. I remember telling you that. Oh, you did? Oh. So you asked. I told. That's how it works. You know, I was totally uh, zoning you out after you were arguing that quarterbacks should be a part of the draft. After you said that, I don't know. I kind of spaced, but that's you and I. We've got some issues we've got to take care of, Brian. Maybe we'll, we'll hash that out off air. No, you it's really all good. Take me after after I made friends with Winston Moss. You really want to you really want really to meet me on the fifty yard line? Not for that uppercut. <laughs> you just watch out, me and Kevin Gilbride, my longtime p- close personal friend. We'll, uh, we're very balanced and even keel, and that'll get on your nerves. Uh, yeah. I didn't know Kevin Gilbride brought you on the field during drills for an interview. I didn't remember that. I don't remember hearing that. Well, Alan, you're holding the show up right now. <laughs> you're right. All right, let's get out of here. No one said the road to 2020 wouldn't be rocky and, and strain relationships, but we'll, we're going to mend our fences here, Brian and I. We'll maybe toss back a, a cactus cooler or something, and uh, we'll come back, and we'll uh, – We'll get on the same page. Probably not. This is the beauty of it. This is just one argument. Can you imagine when the games start, Bryant, how much you and I are going to be arguing against Vince and Jake about how great XFL LA is? <laughs> uh, this is the XFL LA show, as you guys all know. According to Norm Chow, but according to everyone else, it is the XFL show, at XFL show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. Uh, you want to find us, we're there at that handle, or just go to thisisthexflshow.com or subscribe to the YouTube page, which is really, really picking up. Business is picking up on our YouTube channel. And if you subscribe now, you're, you're going to be in and make sure you get those notifications. You'll be getting interviews, 
full shows, all sorts of content go straight to the YouTube. And of course, Patreon is the luxury way to ride down the road to 2020 and beyond. And you can go to that at patreon.com slash this is the XFL show. Jake, you got anything left before we get out of here? Uh, no, not really. Thanks for everybody for uh, giving the feedback, the constructive feedback on the article. Remember, if you haven't read it yet, go ahead over to the Patreon. It is free for anyone to read there. Yes, it is. 100% free of charge. Brian? Alan, I will say this. I want to hype up something this week coming up. We do not have a summer showcase. It is the 4th of July. This is where America celebrates freedom, and this is where the XFL show is going to give you the opportunity. This is it. This is what you've been waiting for. Seattle gave us a little hint. Well, now you give us the rest. We're going to put it out there, everyone. Decide. Tell us what you think all these team names should be. Uh, Call the XFL fan line, 724-565-4XFL. We're going to have a full show probably dedicated to team names next week. Uh, No summer showcase, so unless something else breaks, I think this is the time that we're going to talk some team names. We'll talk some team names, and also I've been saving this in my uh, back pocket, and you guys didn't even know about this. Been plotting actually through text with Vince during the show, so excuse that, but it's big. Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. You could join Vince, myself, and if Jake and Bryant want to join as well, we are going to be discussing back-end NFL quarterbacks we could see in the XFL, Bryant. How about that? A very special live show only on our Patreon. That's going to be live, 7.30 Eastern on This Is The XFL Show's Patreon page for our Patreon subscribers. It will be coming out to the main feed later in the week, but if you want to hear it right away, and if you want to hear it live, become a patron. How about that? That's how you end up on bombshell. For the sake of the show, for it to be successful and run fluidly, I will be on the show as long as you agree to not bring up how Tier 1 quarterbacks should be distributed in the XFL. Every quarterback I discuss, I will be talking about how he should be given a contract before everybody else (laughs) and get to decide where he plays. (laughs) all right so that's coming up next week lots of fun for the fourth of july week on our patreon and on the main feed and on the youtube channel we're doing big things because things are getting bigger and bigger on the road to 2020 for bryant for jake i'm alan this is the xfl show remember they're listening